Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick, and how are you doing this morning? I'm pretty good, Jeff. How about you? Doing well. Doing well on this Martin Luther King Day. I almost said Remembrance Day, but I don't think that's... I mean, technically, I guess that's what we do, but it just doesn't sound right saying that. So, And we don't say Happy Martin Luther King Day. That's just weird. So, yeah, on a day... On a day in which we remember Dr. Martin Luther King and, and all of his amazing work he has done for civil rights and uh, and uh, for our country, you know, progressive things for our country to move our country forward. Yeah. There we go. Hi, happy Monday. You made that work. <laughs> there we go. Happy Monday. Uh, I think, and I think yesterday was his actual birthday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Boom. Uh, you doing okay? Doing pretty good. Um, had a good, I guess, birthday weekend. Yep. I uh, got to check out this new restaurant I'd never been to. I mean, a friend okay. went to Sixty Vines Nashville out on Broadway. Which okay. I don't like going downtown, but nobody likes going downtown. If, so if we do this during lunch, you know, like <laughs> we're doing lunch, not not. Yeah, yeah. At least the first time doing lunch, and but it's a nice place. The atmosphere is yeah. pretty serene. It's you know the it's just good atmosphere. I like to go back when it warms up to actually eat on the patio because I got yeah. this patio area. Okay. Yep. And um, they have like sixty wines to choose from. Didn't oh, do that. Okay. Didn't do any wine tasting this time. Damn. But, um, uh, making plans to go back to do that. Um, but it was good. And then. Like that was my actual birthday. After that, I went to McKay and bought some some cheap DVDs. There you go. Uh, spent like less than eight bucks. Got about six movies. <laughs> there you go. That's the um, way to do it, right there. And then, um, Heroes, the series. Yes. My my first trip, I got season two for like dollar ninety five. There you go. Then I was looking. That's up, a well, good season two. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually good. I need I need season one, so I went back, found it, ninety five cents. All the discs, perfect condition, not scratched. I'm like, cool. Then just um, got a couple movies I hadn't watched. Some some popular ones that I know about. Like I know the story and everything, but I never just sat down and watched it. Um, Like what? Huh? Uh, I never watched. I never watched Signs, but I know about it. Like I've seen clips from it. I know how how they defeat the aliens, but I never just sat and watched it. So I did that for the first time. I'd like to show York that one. I think he'd like that yeah. one. It's pretty good. And I was like, man, King Phoenix isn't doing too much. He's not crazy. He's not weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Different. It's yeah. different. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I picked up Unbreakable because I just didn't have it, but I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it, of course. I haven't checked it out. Um, there's a couple others I have, but I didn't get to watch yet. Um, okay. But I did get a couple of collections for birthday gifts, I got Godfather trilogy. Nice. Um, I tried watching the first one, but it was late, so I kind of fell asleep toward the middle. Uh-huh. So I got as far as when um, Michael goes to see his dad when they have that threat on his life and he yeah. moves rooms. I've watched that, but 
I need to go back to it. And then I got the Nightmare on Elm Street collection, the original. Oh, okay. Seven. So I've, I've made it through the first four movies. So I'm having fun going back, watching it, the cheesiness. Yes. But that first one, <laughs> I fell asleep while watching it. And I had headphones <laughs> on. So no matter how long it's been since that movie came out and since uh. I watched it, it's not a good idea to... to be sleeping no. during it. No, no. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it amazing. was an interesting experience. I'm sure it was, and I'm sure you slept <laughs> peacefully. I just say my dreams were uh. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would say so. Yeah, but they're, I mean they're they're good for what they were at the time, and good to go back and watch them. Just see how over top the killings got and how um i guess just like i said just real cheesy and campy it was yeah, yeah. you know what i want to see i want to see a nightmare on elm street movie where elm street gets uh gentrified <laughs> he comes out like oh yeah. what the hell what the hell is this y'all there's like an, a nightmare there's, there's, there's now i can do there's now like an hoa and there's <laughs> So this is scary enough. Y'all this is it's like Freddy winds up in his own nightmare. <laughs> Shotgun condos, the long ones with the like two stories. They're like yeah. all kind of small, uh, put together, and then you have all these like <laughs> you have like baristas and like all these different like uh, like little boutiques and everything. It's like Freddy's new. This is. The new new nightmare, the Freddy's new new nightmare. A Freddy theme. Yeah, but the thing is, Freddy's the one that's actually. It's like, it it things get turned around and it turns out to be this is Freddy's nightmare. Dang. <laughs> On Elm Street. This is your karma. <laughs> yep. It's like this is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I saw a post that said there's possibly going to be like a fan made reboot to come out either this year or next year. Okay. So if it turns out to be true, I'm. I didn't watch the remake. I I I I have avoided that. I didn't want to watch it. The uh, uh what's his name? Uh, the dude from Bad News Bears. That kid is uh, Freddy. Whoever. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just never. Jack your Jack your old Haley. I knew. There we go. Jack your I think as soon as yeah. I saw that the preview, I'm like, nope, nope. I watched it. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It was. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean he plays creeper very well, but yeah. just that role is, yep. you know, I don't know. Maybe Barry, some way. Barry, hey, Barry Kagan will end up uh, playing the new one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll break down and watch it at some point, but I don't know. Hmm. It'll, it'll either be him or Paul Dano. So. He always looks crazy, like he's about to cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or kill one of the two. I mean, yeah. it's one of the two. I mean, yeah. he plays creep very well, also. Yeah, there is a great movie in which he doesn't play either. Uh, it's called Ruby Sparks. It's a rom com in which he's an author, and his uh, the female character that he's writing about comes to life. So it's it's cute. I really like it. It's actually one of. Uh, um, Zoe Kazan actually plays the female lead in that. It's actually a really cute movie from twenty twelve, maybe I don't know, but it's a very cute movie. 
if you're in for looking for a cute movie, Ruby Sparks with Paul Dano, 2012. Holy crap, I got it right. That's amazing. I even I surprise myself sometimes when I get that stuff right. A novelist struggling with writer's block finds romance in a most unusual way by creating a female character he thinks will love him, then uh, willing her into existence. So, also starring Annette Bening, Antonio Banderas, Chris Messina, uh, Asif Mandy, Steve Coogan, Deborah Ann Wool, Elliot Gould, Leah Shawcott, and yeah, I forgot how many people were in this. And Zoe Kazan actually wrote the movie. And you can read it on Amazon Prime, apparently. Or if you're like me, you just own it. I just need to rewatch it. So, yeah. Anyways, there we go. We already went into. So, yeah. Oh, goodness. I, I now need to see a meme of Freddy in a gentrified area going, what the hell is this shit? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Mother of God. Yeah, that'd be a perfect title. <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Nightmare. Yep. Freddy's new, new nightmare. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of nightmares, trailers coming up. We have Ari Aster's new movie. <laughs> Bo is Afraid. Uh, coming, in, coming out in April. No runtime yet. It is rated R. Starring... Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix and Joaquin. No. Uh, a decade spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. But it's like weird. Like there's all kinds of weird stuff happening because it's. Yeah. Are you asking? Yeah. yeah it's almost. So to me, it kind of reminds me of like. I don't know if you all if you ever saw the Walter Mitty movie with like Ben Stiller, or even better, uh, oh shoot, I think Will Ferrell was in it. Uh, I don't know. A lot of it seems like uh, some weird uh, Charlie Kaufman kind of stuff. There we go. Uh, the the movies he writes and makes those kind of just kind of off tilt off kilter kind of movies, and a lot of that reminds me of it. But Ari Aster wrote and wrote and directed this movie, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Parker Posey, Amy Ryan, uh, Kylie Rogers, Richard Kind, uh, Michael Gandolfini, James Gandolfini's son, uh, Zoe Wister Jones, Nathan Wade, Patty Lupone. Uh, sorry, Broadway's Patty Lupone. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it looks trippy. You should definitely check out the trailer. It's Definitely something. Uh, then we've also got a new Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania trailer, to which I have not watched, do not intend on watching, because you know what? First one's enough. I got it. I think I saw it a couple times this weekend. That might be the one I, that they put. I think that's the one they have in the theaters now. This still doesn't tell anything, but, you know, it's best to go no, but, in as blind as possible. But, yeah. I also know it introduces another villain yeah yeah so which they could have left that it could have left that let that be a surprise but i also knew about it because funko already released all the pop figure line for that and that was one of them i'm like really like i know y'all sometimes i know that sometimes y'all actually release stuff after 
mm-hmm. the movie's been out, eh, maybe do that then. It, it's, Let there it's be a little how, bit of mystery. Let there be a little bit of mystery. Yeah, it's amazing how Marvel Studios and Disney has these NDAs for the actors to not say anything. But why doesn't the same apply for the toy marketing? Like, look, yeah. hold off on this until at least the first, you know, that Monday after the, <clears throat> the premiere. Exactly. Or, yeah, or you can even put it out in storage. Just don't release it to socials, you know, yeah. saying this is all coming out. Yeah. But whatever. <sighs> we will at least we will at least have some integrity and not talk about who that person is. Yeah. Uh, next, your place or mine. Two long-distance best friends change each other's lives when she decides to pursue a lifelong dream, and he volunteers to keep an eye on her teenage son. Starring Reese Witherspoon, Wesley Kimmel, Steve Zahn, Rachel Bloom, Eston Kutcher, uh, Zoe Chow, Jesse Williams, Sherry Appleby, Tignataro. That uh, comes out, I believe. Uh, there's no release date, so but coming out soon. So both written and directed by Aline Brosh McKenna. Brosh. Uh, next, there's a new trailer from the movie Marlowe, based on the uh, based on the uh, novel or the character Marlowe. Um, on the character from the old detective books in the late 30s Bay City area, a brooding down on his luck detective is hired to find the ex-lover of a glamorous heiress. Starring uh, Liam Neeson as Philip Marlowe, Diane Kruger as Claire Cavendish, Jessica Lange as Dorothy Cavendish, Adewale in Ekinue, there we go, I can get that one. Uh, as Cedric, Calmini as Bernie O's, and uh, Alan Cummings is also in it. Danny Houston's in it. Yeah. Directed by Neil Jordan, so should be good. And uh, unsure on the release date is that one of that one as well. And then lastly, for trailers, we have the movie Sharper coming to Apple TV Plus on February 17th, same day as Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumania. Uh, a common artist takes on Manhattan's billionaires. That's pretty much the summary. Starring Justice Smith, Brianna Middleton, Sebastian Stan, Hannah Dunn. Uh, I know Julian Moore is also in it. So, yeah. And John Withgow. Directed by Benjamin Curran. And that's what we got there. For trailers this week. At least, so times. And then, uh, real quick, I just want to kind of go over the. Uh, if you weren't able to catch the Golden Globes and are curious about the winners, uh, we're just going to cover the movie ones real quick. Uh, Best picture went to the Fablemans, as well as Best Director Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, uh, or that was Best Picture Drama, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Best Picture Musical or Comedy went to the Banshees of Inisherin, and also Martin Mc, McDonough won Best Screenplay for that movie. Non-English language film, which used to be the foreign language film, 
went to Argentina in 1985. You can also find that on Amazon Prime if you wish to watch that. Uh, Best Actor Drama went to Austin Butler for Elvis. Then uh, Colin Farrell for Musical or Comedy for The Banshees of Nishirin. Best Actress Drama went to Kate Blanchett's Tar. Uh, well, went to Kate Blanchett for the movie Tar. There we go. Like, that didn't sound right. Uh, actress, musical, or comedy went to Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We are very excited about that. Animated feature went to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which, oof. Okay. I, I, I still didn't like it. I'm sorry. I just, it was a tough watch for me. It was done spectacularly. It's just, I didn't, the movie itself, like I, for its stop motion animation, I loved it, but everything else didn't care for it as much and still do not know who that movie is for. Yeah. Like what demographic. Uh, supporting actor, Ki Hui Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. And it wasn't until the Golden Globes till I actually knew how to pronounce that correctly. So I was like, oh, okay, awesome. No one's half the battle. Uh, best supporting actress went to Angela Bassett for Black Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I think that's was uh, Chewin. Given just seemed like the easiest one to kind of. It just seemed easy to me. Um, yeah. Then original score went to Justin Hurwitz for Babylon. Sure. Um, and then best original song was I think it's Natu Natu for from the movie RRR that Patrick and I discussed and loved so that's awesome um and then that was it as far as that oh shoot i almost forgot about this as well there's a lot of words talk i guess going on today as well so not to mention last night was the critics choice awards so real quick on that the winner for best picture went to everything everywhere all at once The Best Actor went to Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Best Actress went to Kate Blanchett for Tar. Best Supporting Actor went to Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Supporting Actress went to Angela Bassett for Black Panther. Best Young Actor Actress went to Gabriel LaBelle for The Fablemans. Best Acting Ensemble went to Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Okay. Cool. Best director went to the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. Original screenplay went to the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. Adaptive screenplay went to Sarah Polly for women talking. Cinematography went to Claudio Miranda for Top Gun Maverick. Production design went to Florent Florencia Martin. Anthony Carlino for Babylon, which definitely should. Best editing went to Paul Rogers for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, costume design went to Ruth E. Carter for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Definitely should win. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would have gone with Everything, Everywhere, because all of uh, Joy's amazing, crazy outfits are <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, hair and makeup went to Elvis. Visual effects went to Avatar, obviously. That should be the given there. Uh, comedy went to Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Animated film went to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. 
foreign language film went to RRR. So that's awesome. Best song went to RRR for Neatu Neatu. Uh, best score went to Hildur Guden Dutir for Tar. He was nominated twice because he also did the score for uh, Women Talking. So he had a two out of five chance of winning. I don't know how that works. Uh, and then, yeah, then the rest of it goes into TV. So everything everywhere cleaned up at at uh, Critics' Choice. Yeah. And then uh, real quick, the, the Screen Actors Guild Awards uh, nominees came out. And film nominees are going to be Babylon, Banshees of Venturing, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablements of Women Talking for Motion Picture Cast. Male actor in the leading role goes to Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell, Banshees of Venturing, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Bill Nighy for Living, and Adam Sandler for The Hustle. Interesting. Uh, female actor in the leading role goes to Kate Blanchett. Uh, Nominate nominees are Kate Blanchett for Tar, Viola Davis for The Women King, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Danielle Deadweiler for Till, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Male actor in supporting role, motion picture, Paul Dano for The Fablements, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Barry Kagan for The Banshees of Inisherin, Kihui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. Female actor in supporting role, uh, Angela Bassett, Black Panther for Kind of Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, who was also in The Menu, and uh, had previously been nominated for Golden Globe and I believe a SAG Award for Downsizing. Uh, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, stunt ensemble in the motion picture Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Top Gun Maverick, The Woman King. So, for stunt ensemble, it's got to be either Avatar or Top Gun, right? For stunt? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Black Panther, sure, but... I don't know. I mean... <clears throat> I'd say Top Gun because they were actually up there. <laughs> you know, the actors actually were in the cockpit, even though they weren't actually mm-hmm. flying, but they were actually up there. Right. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be be interesting. Uh, let's see here. The SAG Awards will be next month. Uh, the SAG Awards will actually be held February 26th, and I believe it's on Netflix this year, believe it or not. And it's going to be live, right? No, 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 no. Yes. Live streaming Mm -hmm. from Netflix? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they did that for something else, I feel like. No, Disney did it with uh, the Elton John concert. That's what they did on Disney+. Plus. But, yeah, uh, it's supposed to be live, I believe, on Netflix. So that should be interesting. Right? Should be. (laughs) And then uh, this... Thursday, the BAFTA Awards will be not the nominees will be uh, will be out, and then the following a week from tomorrow, the Academy Award nomin- nominations will come out. The Film Independent Spirit Awards also came out, but 
kind of running out of time for that. Uh, we'll post on our Facebook group page. We'll post the uh, links to both the SAG Award nominees, Film Independent Spirit nominees, and then Thursday when the Baptists come out, we'll also post links on our page for that. So you can check out all the nominees, print your own stuff out, um, review, and make your educated decisions. I, of course, will be starting the 2022-2023 award spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. So, because I haven't figured out a better way to do it yet. And I suck and hate spreadsheets because I'm not good at them. So this is me trying to my yearly relearning of how Excel works because it's all about formulas, which is which is math, and I'm just trash at both. So, anyways, enough of my shortcomings. <laughs> um. So yeah, so everything everywhere is doing awesome as it should. Uh, yeah, it's. I hope they can keep that momentum going the rest of the season because it deserves it for sure yeah so agree <clears throat> all right brother you are up first this week all right well my first contribution for the episode um i went to see the movie plane which uh released this past week january 13th of this year runtime of an hour and 47 minutes directed by jean francois richet um, starring Gerard Butler, playing Captain Brody Torrance, Mike Coulter as Luis Gaspar, um, Yosan An as Samuel Dele, Tony Goldwyn as Scarsdale, and Daniela Pineda as Bonnie. This is about a pilot who finds himself caught in a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft during a terrible storm. So... As mentioned, Brody Torrance is the captain of this for this um, trip. So he's got plans to meet with his daughter before the New Year's comes in to celebrate with her. And it's been some time since they've been able to spend time together because she's been focused on school and he's stationed out of Singapore. And so his first mistake was saying that there will be no delays and promising it. I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah, that's not good. You know, you know better than that. Oh, it's going to be. <laughs> Today should be a quiet day, and then all shit hits the fan. Yeah, yep. exactly. Never no, did that. Did that to nope. No one to blame but yourself on that one, brother. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're doing their normal check and make sure everything's working, navigation, there's no engine issues and whatnot. So, but he notices there's a storm during their route and even maps out a different alternative route to avoid mm -hmm. it. But he's advised to go with the plan route because by the time they get to the location, storm would have left. And if there's any issues, you can just increase altitude and fly over it. So, you know, um, it's a 14 passenger flight, but it also includes a prisoner transfer. And this prisoner is in trouble for murder that happened 15 years ago. So, um, and of course, it's very obvious because he's sitting in the back by himself. You know, you know why he's there type deal. Um, so during the flight, well, the, the passengers are, you know, you're, you're colorful, you know, different passengers personality wise. You have one person named Sinclair, who's a short term businessman. I kind of call him um, Jeff Bezos, bald head and all that. Right. <laughs> yep. But um, 
you know, so anyway, during the flight, they encountered a storm. And so Torrance is like, okay, we're going to increase our elevation to like 40,000. And so they do that. Problem is, storm's persistent, still going, and they get a lightning strike, which takes out all their navigation, forces the plane to be on battery, which limits their flight time because they had to find a place to land. Otherwise, they're going to lose control and crash. Um, he's a fantastic pilot. He's able to to land without any casualties. Any, well, I'm not going to say no casualties, but um, he pretty much lands without crashing, finds this um, this road near this um, mining strip, and they have absolutely no way of communicating. So he gets this idea to try to, you know, find somewhere. Maybe there's a radio we can call for help. So instead of taking his passengers with him, he takes the prisoner. He's like, you know, if he runs away, that'll be better for them. They don't have to worry about him. <laughs> but, um, and of course, they're, they, get, they land on this island, um, Jolo Island, which is a war-torn area that's controlled by this um, weapon, you know, basically automatic weapon military. And um, so they have a task ahead of them of getting out of the situation. Mm-hmm. So they, this militia, this militia finds out that this plane lands. Um, they go and investigate it, pretty much take all the passengers hostage while Torrance and Luis are out trying to find a way to get help to them. And so now it becomes fight for survival of getting these passengers safe, you know, until um, rescue arrives. So the airline he works for, I think it's Travelers. So they enlist the help of um, sounds Tony like Gold. Sounds, sounds like an insurance company. Right. Travelers <laughs> Insurance. You could have used um, us on this flight. <laughs> like, I forget the name. I think that's my insurance, Travelers, right. actually. <laughs> but that could be the name of the airline. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. But anyway, that's like one, that's one um, little detail that doesn't stick with you. But um, so now he's got to work together with this prisoner to rescue the the passengers and get them out safely. Um, I wasn't expecting this to be all that good. You know, it's mm-hmm. January. It's always hit or miss with the movies. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's pretty good. It's got intense action. You know, the characters, they don't have, a, you know, the supporting characters, they don't have a lot of development, but they they play their role. Even the, the uh, short-tempered businessman, you just, you know, hoping that these guys take him out <laughs> um like he does he does well you don't like him at all right um you know it's a pretty simple story but like i said interesting characters i feel like this movie could have been maybe if it was a bigger budget they could have been in 40x because mm-hmm. the, the flight sequence when they're going through the storm was pretty intense oh, yeah. like this would have been perfect for 40x at least for this part <laughs> and, yeah um, totally but um so a little Trivia, this um, movie was first announced back in 2016. And in 2019, Lionsgate acquired the rights to distribute the film. But then they lost the rights. (laughs) But then regained them back in 2021. (laughs) Probably because the time lapsed over how long to get the movie produced. Yep. Yeah, and COVID kind of interfered with things. But... um, so after reading that, I was like, "Wow, well, I was surprised it turned out as well as it did, <laughs> considering." Yeah, facts. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's worth checking out. And these type of movies, 
you know, Gerald Butler rarely disappoints. You know, at least you're going to get some good performance out of him. He got a good supporting cast. Um, it's intense. I mean, like you, you kind of, you pretty much, really, you know, care about what's happening. Um, it's not really a throwaway movie. No, um, I, I put this in like the same Gerard Butler category of movies, like Olympus Has Fallen and London, and then Angel, where yeah. they're just you check your check the brand at the door, just sit there and let it wash yep. over you and have fun. Yep, that's exactly what. And it then when it's over, pick it back up and then you know go about your day. Yep. One of the good ones of this year so far. Surprisingly for awesome. the month of January. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Plus you have Luke Cage in it. I mean, how are you gonna go wrong? True. <laughs> True. I thought he was auditioning for the new role of Steel, DC Steel, because he had this hammer. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, ah, all right. You don't know, maybe. <laughs> Jack's like, that's mine. <laughs> Give it that's back. Mine. Give it back. <laughs> But it was, it was fun. It's a fun movie. Hey, that'd be funny. Michael Coulter and uh, Shaq, you know, basically whoever can hit the most free throws gets to play steel. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. We're the Michael Coulter. Coulter. <laughs> You're an out steel. Like, yeah, I'm not doing this. It was like, you know, that's I don't know my history. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> come on, man. Not fair. <laughs> It's okay. It's all right, Shaq. They're gonna uh, uh, they're gonna make an Uncle Drew too. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know what? I would watch that too, though. I ain't gonna lie. I actually enjoyed that movie more than I thought I would. Oh, uh, Uncle Drew. Yeah. Yeah, that turned out pretty decent. I yeah. I laughed at that more than I thought I would. I was like, yeah. It's like, These guys are having a lot of fun, and I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> I like movies yeah. like that. We can tell that everybody's having fun. You know, it's not like yeah. it's a chore. No, they, they enjoyed themselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, they they're having a good time. And that's you know, if they're having a good time, then that means you can tell that the audience is probably having a good time too. Yeah. So, wish you hope. Uh, <laughs> people that are, all right now transitioning to people that are not having a good time. <clears throat> I watched the Golden Globe nominated. Fortunately, did not win, but Golden Globe nominated movie uh, for a language film or non-English language film, uh, according to the Golden Globes rebranding of the category. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from South Korea, I watched Decision to Leave. I rented this on iTunes. Uh, apparently, I guess in some the- you could probably find them in some theaters. I would, if you can, I would definitely recommend seeing this in the theater. I wish I could see it in theater, but I had a nice, pleasant experience watching at the house downstairs with nobody around <laughs> from the majority of the movie. Because I got up early yesterday on my day off to go downstairs and watch this by myself. Okay. Because um, I knew I could stay awake for the whole thing as opposed to wait until everybody fell asleep. Uh. So yeah, decision to leave is not rated. I would because it actually shows blood. I would assume it's probably rated R. Um, if you were to find a rating, but otherwise, I would say it's probably PG thirteen. Two hours, nineteen minutes, perfect. Never felt like it was longer than that. 
but there are moments of this movie in which you thought the movie was about to end. Okay. Until some more shit happened. And then it kept happening. I'm like, oh, we still got more. Okay. And then you're just kind of leaning forward, <laughs> trying. It's very fascinating. A detective investigating a man's death in the mountains meets the dead man's mysterious wife in the course of his dogged sleuthing. So basically what happens is, oh, sorry. Starring, this is, here we go with the names. Park Hae-il as Zhang Hae-jun. Tang Wei as Song So Rei. Uh, Lee Jung Hyun as Zhang An and uh, Go Kyung Pyo as Su Wan. Directed by Park Chan Wook, also written by Park Chan Wook and Chung Seo Kyung. The the main character, the detective, we'll just we'll just call him. We'll just go by Zhang. So. Zhang Hei Jun. So, Zhang is a detective who suffers from, who's married, suffers from insomnia. He cannot sleep. He has a hard time sleeping. So, he usually volunteers to do stakeouts because he'll be up at night. So, he might as well go ahead and do it and then get a little bit of sleep during the day. But usually goes into work. He just doesn't sleep very well. His wife, uh, Zhang An, works for the it's a scientist that works for the nuclear reactor plant, but she's always spouting out like sci- new scientific research that's come out about different things mm-hmm. and uh, kind of feeding different tidbits to him and their conversations and stuff. They usually only see each other on the weekends because he's always working and then she's hardly ever, you know, she's at work as well. So, uh, and they live in different cities. So she got the job at the plant. So she moved there to be closer to that. And then yeah. he goes there to meet her, you know, weekends. So he, he also has a new partner, a younger partner that, because you don't think of other countries, other countries, unlike the U.S., that don't use firearms as their main weapon. Like to carry as police officers, yeah, and because they don't have as big of an issue as the United States. So I was like, "Are they using six shooters?" And yeah, they're just using revolvers because they don't. I guess they don't use them enough to warrant the need for automatic weapons, right? Uh, but the young detective is always ready to kind of pull that out. He's like, "No, put that away. You know, we don't need that. Why do you keep bringing that?" You know, it's itching to shoot something. Yeah. (laughs) Seen too many Westerns, I guess. Yeah. Whereas uh, Zhang is a very seasoned detective, known it for a very long, you know, been doing it for a long time. Uh, Again, has suffers from really bad insomnia. So they. It is haunted by unfinished cases. Or, yeah, so he has a board, you know, he has a little board up with all his unfinished cases and stuff like that, which I think, which you find out later on is probably the reason why he can't sleep, because he's, he can't essentially shut his brain off from these unfinished cases. Yeah. 
you find out this very well-off rich uh, rich guy is went rock climbing and ended up in the course, made it to the top, and then because all of his personal belongings with that has his initials like ingrained in everything, his wallet, his phone case, like everything has his initials on it, and he is now on the ground dead and had been for a little while. And so you're trying to find out, did he commit suicide or was he murdered? So in talking to his, his wife, his much younger wife, uh, we'll just go, it's song, song. So Ray. So we'll just refer to his song for the sake of the art, uh, the conversation. It, she's talking about how he was an abusive husband but she never reported it because she was afraid what might happen if she did and she had scratch marks and they she had some on her leg but you know he's like oh hold on we'll get a female officer in and she says no 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 it's fine you can take pictures whatever yeah and he's like are you sure and she's like yes and so you start kind of seeing this uh you can see how Zhang starts through the more he talks with her and everything, he starts kind of developing some, we'll say, inappropriate feelings just because he's married. But uh, it's she, her job is she takes care, she's a nurse that takes care of elderly people. Mm-hmm. So uh, she goes to their house and takes care of them and makes, you know, gives them massages, you know, because they don't get their blood circulating because they don't walk a lot. Right. And to, kind of help entertain them and get them things that they needed. But she takes care of various, you know, several different people. And she, when they wanted to interview her, they're like, well, I can't, I can't because I'm, uh, you know, I have to get to work and take care of this person. And he says that you're, you're trying to tell me that taking care of this, your work is more important than your work is more important than grieving for your dead husband. She says, I, and one of, them, one of these great lines in this film is, you know, the taking care of the living takes precedent over mourning the dead. <laughs> I was like, dang. Wow. All right. Basically saying life goes yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, basically saying, you know, well, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, right. they're, they've passed on. What do you want me to do? You know, they're, I, got I need to take pay. care of the yeah, basically, I got bills to pay, and there's, there's old, you know, taking care of the elderly people that are still alive. Here, it's, you they know, comes well. before they got that old money. Yeah, exactly. So, like, okay, and oh, and so Song, you learn that she's an immigrant. She's from China, and mm-hmm. this, you know, takes place in uh, South Korea, and I think this is actually in Busan. So I'm like, the entire time, I'm like, thinking mm-hmm. zombies. <laughs> After after watching both Train to Busan movies, oh my! The prequel, prequel, the, the pre-prequel. Yeah, yeah, the pre-prequel, the pre-prequel. Anyways, I was like <laughs> just waiting for that. Um. So one of the one of my favorite lines of this movie, I even like typed into my notes thing on my phone because I wanted to be sure I remembered it. One yeah. of my favorite lines from this movie was he was. Uh, He was talking to Song about how, you know, he 
doesn't smoke. He, you know, he, uh, he quit smoking in that, in that, uh, that, uh, you know, killing, killing is like smoking. Only the first time is hard. I was like, damn, I was, I was like, I was like, wow. And then you kind of, you know, I was kind of thought, I was like, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, I don't know personally, but I mean, I guess for some, yeah. It's so like, okay. So I wrote that down. I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting analogy. So I was like, I wrote that one down. Uh, I was like, that's actually pretty good. I actually kind of like that one. Um, bars but yeah but the more so he starts staking her out you know so at night he's he's staking her out and he's and so he's learning how she works and she follows her you know outside her room and then this one morning you see that he she she gets out she's you know leaving her residence and she's going outside and she's going to to her car and she sees him. She sees this car outside of her place, and she's like, goes over to check it out, and there he is asleep in his car. Yeah, just knocked out. I'm like, but he's in, and she's like, and so she kind of knocks on the window. She goes, "Good morning," <laughs> and then she's like, "Good morning." And then she leaves, and then it shows him going into work in this like very good, uh, in like a very good mood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, I got the." I got a great night of sleep. So basically he's now associating and watching her as a way to help get him to sleep. Like he's found the thing that'll help get him to sleep. So traded one addiction for another. (laughs) Yep. So he ended up. So you see him developing feelings for a suspect, but we're not completely sure. So they end up as the movie progresses, this movie is beautifully shot. I mean, the everything from the lighting to the to the cinematography to how it pushes in at certain points for you to focus on a specific character at a specific time in the scene to them pushing in, but then at the same time, not a quite a rack focus, but it, it zooms in, but then also pushes out. The camera zooms in, but the the lens zooms in, but the camera itself is pushing out itself to kind of show the urgency of whatever's happening right here that you need to really focus on this and that the character's really realizing something, and then, boom. The like that moment mo- in Jaws? Kind of, yeah, kind of like that. Um, they, so what they do is brilliantly, the, the entire time I'm like, this is like a South Korean Hitchcock movie, which is also why I'm wearing my Hitchcock shirt today in honor of this movie. Because it it's very much it's kind of a noir, but not you know, in the in its storytelling, but not so much in well, in aspects of how it's shot. It's shot. I would like to see this in black and white. I think it would be phenomenal. But that would take away from how beautiful the scenes are are lit mm-hmm. and I like specific parts of the scene that are focal point. Anyways, it's, it's great. Um, they, the movie keeps progressing. It's ruled this person, this, the husband's death is ruled a, a suicide, but you keep learning more information that maybe it wasn't. Okay. And <clears throat> then some time passes. That's when you think like the movie, Oh good. The movie's almost done. 
like it's almost over. They're just kind of solved and they keep moving on, keep moving on. And then you realize, no, the movie's only halfway done. <laughs> like, oh, we at the halfway point. All right. But it doesn't, because everything moves at such a good pace, there's never really a, a lull in the movie mm-hmm. where you're just kind of like bored or you're like, uh, are we done yet? You know, it's, it, it's still moving. You just think the time's just really moved that quickly and the movie's just done. And no, there's still so much more to this movie and there's so much more information that gets presented. And then some more things happen. I cannot give much more away about this movie uh, without spoiling it. All I'm going to say is it is, I would say, even though it came out last year of the movies I've watched so far this year, this is my favorite movie. And like, this is my parasite. We'll say for foreign language film, this is one I kind of want to win everything. Yeah. Or uh, Roma when it when it was nominated. That was, um. Yeah, out of the nine movies that I've watched so far, this is my favorite for this year. Even though none of the movies I've watched have actually came out this year, um, which sounds about right. Because <clears throat> January is always about playing catch up from dis- from uh, from the previous year. But yeah, no, I absolutely love this movie. Love how it shot. Beautifully acted. Beautifully directed. Just a great movie. I'm going to end up buying it. I mean, I'm going to rewatch it easily. It is not dubbed. It's all subtitled. And you do kind of, you do have to pay attention. So you cannot be doing other things, nor should you want to be doing other things while this movie is being played. Right. Like every time Grayson came to try and talk to me, I'd pause it because I didn't want to miss anything that's being said because I'm afraid I might miss a vital piece of dialogue that would help me figure out this movie. So, yeah. And even if you think you've got the movie figured out as far as certain aspects of it, you might figure out the who of things, but not necessarily the how or the how. The other thing you it does show is that when when Zhang is trying to figure out how a murder occurs, he then puts himself in that person's uh Shoes, essentially, not literally, but it, it shows him processing it on screen. Like, it shows him, okay, this is what the killer did by going this way, this way, this way. And it shows all of that. And then that's how he, you know, like, basically how he's figuring out in his brain. It visually shows that. So I love how they did that as well. I'm like, I was like, okay. Instead, yeah, yeah. Basically him figuring it out by putting the other, himself in their footsteps instead of the movie showing the killer doing things uh, doing it that way it shows him yeah. figuring it out and I like how they did that too I like that choice so there is a lot going on in this movie this, um, but it is brilliant I love it I absolutely love it so uh, kudos I I hope I mean I've watched a couple of the other nominees for for a language and they are good and i understand why they're nominated but this is by far my favorite so far out of those so anyways uh decision to leave all right the next contribution i went to see a man called otto that also released january 13th of this year runtime of uh two hours and six minutes directed by mark forster and it stars Tom Hanks as Otto, 
Mariana Trevino as Marisol. Rachel Keller as Sonia, which is Otto's wife. Um, Manuel Garcia Rolfo as Tommy, who's uh, Marisol's husband. And then in flashbacks, you have um, Truman Hanks that plays young Otto. <clears throat> so Otto is a grump who's given up on life following the loss of his wife and wants to end it all. When a young family moves in nearby, which is literally across the street from him, he meets his match and quick-witted Marisol, lending, leading to a friendship that will turn his world around. So Otto lives alone. And like I stated, he's, he's just really down in the dumps, depressed. and But he tries to carry on like normal. Um, in the housing area that he lives, he does his routine checks, making sure people are parked correctly with their parking decal showing their uh, house number. Um, he notices people driving through the yard, um, picks up litter. Like there's these flyers or newspapers that gets dropped off in his yard, takes them to the recycling bin, sees people are just throwing things everywhere. Like he's kind of got OCD in a way because he mm -hmm. notices like plastic with the paper, you know, vice versa. So he gets that sorted, but he's really ready to end it all because he wants to join his wife. Um, they actually show him setting up a rope to go out that way. Then he notices neighbors across the street moving in that are having trouble parallel parking. You know, he could have just ignored it, but he goes out and he sees that the husband's doing a terrible job. So he tells him to get out of the car as shown in the trailer and he does it right. First time knocks it out and um, goes back to try to finish what he's doing. Then the neighbors come over to basically introduce themselves officially Marisol made some food, gives it to him, and you no, know, he eats it. He likes it, but still, his mind is on. Hey, I got to meet my wife. But these neighbors are always, you know, bothering him or interfering with him. So each day that passes, he's not able to do what he's wanting to do. But as time goes on, he's getting closer to his family. Like he's real standoffish and rude, and his, he doesn't think he is. But you know, he's kind of lost a sense of. I guess humanity since his wife passed. Um, let's see. Not only that, they're dealing with these this um, corporation is trying to take over and buy all the property so they can build condos. And you know they got that dealing with that. Um, kind of deals with repairing friendships. He's got a friend in the neighborhood that he's kind of lost touch with, who's not doing well. So you know, is he able to? Will he be able to mend fences with that? They do show flashbacks. Um, Otto initially tried to enlist in the army, but he has a heart condition that, although he'll be able to live a full life, was preventing him from being able to serve. And so that's how he meets his mm -hmm. wife, Sonia. She drops a book, getting on a train. He returns it to her, and they just kind of hit it off from that interaction. Um, let's see. And then it's also seeing whether or not Otto will find a reason to live, you know, because he's really got his mindset on ending it. Um, he has a lucky quarter. During the flashbacks, you learn the importance of that. You learn a little bit about um, his family life during the flashbacks. Um, it's almost kind of like when I was watching The Whale, where it's kind of a... That's more it's more lighthearted, but it gets real heavy toward the end. Um, you know, Tom Hanks 
does has a great performance. The supporting cast does well in their role as well. Um, after watching the preview, I didn't know really what kind of movie this was going to be, but after watching it, uh, I feel it's you know it's got a good story. Um, but overall, it's a decent movie. It's a good movie, well acted. Supporting cast does well. Um, it does get heavy at the end. You know, there's some moments where I was like, okay, got the misty eyes going. So, um, you know, he even helps out with the family by babysitting their kids. They got two daughters, so they can go out and have date night. Gives Marisol driving lessons because she can't drive. And like, he's real. Little Ruru's like, so how, you don't have a license. Like, how old are you? <laughs> he's like, very, um, gives a lot of insults. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, his heart's in the right place. He thinks everybody's idiots. <laughs> So basically, uh, like but, uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, is it is it similar to like uh, Jack Nicholson and as good as it gets that kind of character? I don't think his OCD is that strong. <laughs> gotcha. But um, I mean, it's, gotcha. it's 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 similar. It's similar to that. But um, basically, just got a real thick ice chunk over his heart. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like Scrooge here. Yeah. But um, it's, yeah. it's a it's a good kind of heartwarming movie as well. I enjoyed it. Good. Cool. Uh, lastly, I have... I, I watched because Grayson didn't want to, but I watched it myself because I liked the original, so I was excited about watching this. Uh, Disney's Disenchanted, the sequel to the movie Enchanted. So uh, this was released on Disney Plus November 24th. I just, because nobody else wanted to watch it with me, I just kind of put it off. I'm like, oh yeah, I still need to watch that. Yeah. Rated PG with a runtime of one hour, 59 minutes, so almost a two-hour movie, which, Mm. you know, for technically a kids-slash-family movie is kind of long. Yeah. Uh, Because there is singing and dancing, so it's, you know, there's, Definitely more marketed towards that. It's kind of a long movie. Uh, so this takes place 15 years after her happily ever after. Giselle, played by Amy Adams, questions her happiness inadvertently turning the lives of those in the real world and, and Alicia upside down in the process. So Giselle, played by Amy Adams. Patrick Dempsey played, uh, plays her husband, Robert. Maya Rudolph plays Malvinia. Gabriella Badalacino plays Morgan, their uh, Robert's daughter from previous marriage, and was in the movie uh, in the original Enchanted. James Marston as Edward, Idina Menzel as Nancy, Yvette Nicole Brown as Rosaline, Jamie Mays as Ruby. Uh, Alan Tudyk plays the voice of the scroll, and and Oscar Nunez from The Office as Edgar. Directed by Adam Shankman, and <clears throat> so basically they move out of the city, move from the city to this little smaller town to kind of uh, get a different, to have a fresh start and everything. So they. Uh, so they, <clears throat> so they 
Morgan hates it because she misses the city already, and this house that they move into is kind of a fixer-upper a little bit, a little run down, but, you know, they're like, with, with uh, some work, they can, you know, make it a, you know, a house worth living in. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, Morgan's having to get used to a new school and everything, and Giselle's, they also have a baby, Robert and, and Giselle have, the, have a baby, um, so they're taking care of Giselle's having to take care of that. Robert's now having to take the train into the city for his job. Um, Giselle's trying to make Morgan feel at home, you know, is and do what she can to help uh, make her feel welcome. You know, basically that Giselle cares about her and wants her wants you know and her to be happy. And you find out that uh, Maya Rudolph's character. Malvina is has the you know is basically like what's she's basically the popular person that is and has two other people that kind of does whatever she says mm-hmm. and she's there she's like she's handing out like cupcakes with her sons like who plays I think basketball or something like that <laughs> with the son's name like name on a, on like cupcakes and different things to help raise monies but you have to. So when Giselle tries to do that for Morgan, you know, something similar, have a booth with different things. We're like, well, hold on. You can't do that unless you get permission from the committee, to which she, of course, Malvina is the head of the committee. And she's like, well, I didn't know. Plus, Morgan's like, I can't believe you did this. It's like, why would you do this? This is so embarrassing. Right. So when James Marsden's character Edward and Idina Menzel's character Nancy come to visit, they bring this magic wand from uh, from Andalusia that you know basically grants her a wish or whatever. So she just wishes everything to be you know be uh, like it was when she you know when she was living there in Andalusia. So. So, wakes up <coughs> next morning, and yeah, she's everything's just like you know your storybook type of thing. There is some minimal animation, just like in the first one. There's a lot more sing. There are a lot more songs, and it is kind of funny because I showed Grace in this. I'm like, I know you didn't want to watch. Let me show you this one scene. So you know, Morgan comes down. She's all happy and singing songs and just wanting to clean and help out around the house and do stuff like that. And like all the kitchen appliances are talking and singing and it's kind of, I mean, it's cute. It's a funny scene. I actually really like it. Cute little number. And then, you know, they keep, then the musical number carries outside around the tons folk. And it looks like it's actually shot at Disney world. Cause it just looks like it's one of those kind of sets. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, period. Disney sets, I don't know what to call it, but like Beauty, and the, like from something out of Beauty and the Beast or something like that. A small town provincial life. Anyways. <laughs> I've seen it a few too many times. <clears throat> but then Malvina's character turns out to be more kind of like the evil queen. Yeah. You know, cause she's all like all in black and all this stuff. And then the, uh, then you know, You've got Nicole Brown's character, Rosaline, and Jamin Mays' character, Ruby, are kind of like the, if you think about, like, the evil stepmother from from uh, Cinderella mm-hmm. and the two, uh, I think it's Cinderella. 
Yeah. And then uh, the two sisters, they're kind of like the two sisters bickering and, you know, and, you know, the way they look and everything. So she wants to. And through different things that occurred during the movie, Giselle forgets who she is, I guess you could say, because of all the things going on. And it's still just a fight for power between Giselle and Malvina. And they have like up until like midnight of a certain time to basically fix it or the land of Andalusia will will cease to exist because it'll all bleed into the real world. Yeah. So so it's about trying to fix all that. It's a cute movie. Um it is a little bit long for a kid for a kids or family movie. Um so kind of keep that in mind. But because it's on Disney Plus, it's something you can watch in increments if you need to. So uh but it's cute and I enjoyed it. So it's uh I still like the first one better. It's a little more fish out of water type of thing. Right. And uh yeah, it's kinda it's a lot more fun, I think. But this one's not for a sequel, it's not a bad sequel. I did enjoy it. And you know, the music's good, dancing's fun, and the costumes are amazing, of course. And uh yep. So Disenchanted on the Disney Plus, if you're looking for something to watch. Um, real quick, coming out this week, uh, we have uh, Alice Darwin, The Sun, and the one I'm looking forward to, the not a sequel sequel to Searching, the movie Missing, done the same style. Uh, if you saw the movie Searching with John Cho, which is a phenomenal way to do, it's not found footage because it's done through computers and electronics and like phone thing screens and stuff like that hmm. uh communication and the research and trying to figure out all the things this is done basically just like that but this one is called missing it's about a daughter um it's a uh, star is it star jones is that her name from uh from uh that movie um the things you hate is that no the hate you give there we go that's the name of it no um no not her thinking of i feel like her name her first name is star though um promise we're better prepared than this but it's one of those things i'm sure someone's screaming at the <laughs> screaming at the speaker uh storm reed storm yeah storm reed okay star storm i was She's i in, knew it uh, wasn't wrinkle uh, in time that's what it is that and um Euphoria. She plays the sister. And apparently she's and apparently she's gonna be in the West of Us. So Yeah. Okay. Um and don't let go that that you talked about yeah. with Daniel Oyolo. Yep. Uh so I'm very excited about that one coming out. And real quick, did you watch The Last of Us? Have you had a chance? I did. I gave it like I was watching something else, but I knew for this is going to be a lot of people watching, so I figured I'd watch it later in case there's crashing, which okay. I read there was some crashing. Uh, but I did watch it. Okay. What are your thoughts? So, about where this episode ended is about as far as I got in the game. <laughs> so Really? Okay. Yeah. So, after this point, other than what I've watched, like, I have, like what ruined me about the game is that I watched a lot of gameplay, so that's why it was hard to get into the gameplay, because I knew what was happening. But, um... I feel like they 
did a great job of capturing the game because I'm like, you've got excellent source material. You have no excuse to get this wrong because that opening sequence in the game is pretty much a movie. <laughs> and I think they did a great job as far as recreating those moments and then adding things to it mm-hmm. because the daughter, Sarah, they gave a little more meat to her story because it's not a lot in the game. They actually show some of the things she did, like getting the watch fixed and, you know, so built her character up to in ways that they did in the game, but they mm-hmm. still emotionally hit the same way when that big moment hits. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing is there are four actors from the game that are in this series. Mm-hmm. You have um, Mel Dandridge, who's reprising her role as Marlene. So she voiced the character. Now she's actually playing the character. Because I saw that at the end of the show when they did mm-hmm. some little behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm like, I'm like, that's cool. That's cool to... That's the way, and that's the way they should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who knows Ashley, characters better than them? Yep. Ashley Johnson originally played Ellie in the game, voiced it, but she'll be coming back playing a uh, character named Anna. Troy Baker, who was the original voice for Joe Miller, will be coming back, back to play James, who's a member of Survivor Group. And Jeffrey Pierce voiced Joel's brother, Tommy, but uh, and his will be playing a new character called Perry. So it's cool that they worked them in. But to be able to play a character that you voice 10 years ago and, and then to actually be able to physically embody. Yeah. That's yep. cool. That's cool. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Because I went back and watched the intro to the game after mm-hmm. watching the series. And I was like, it's pretty spot on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they uh, very faithful. Yes. First episode's an hour and a half, by the way, people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, seems like an awfully long episode. Did they drop two of them? And I looked down, and I'm like, oh, no, this is just an hour and a half episode. Oh, yep. that's a movie. That first okay. 30 minutes is basically. That first episode of a movie. Okay. <laughs> yep. First 30 minutes is the opening moments of the game, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. the original wow. game opener is like 15, 16 minutes. But, you know, this, of course, they added other things to give it a little more depth, I guess. And um, but yeah, so I'm I'm loving it so far. So I'm hoping they can carry it over throughout. I may actually go. I'm actually play the game <laughs> as a result of this series. There you go. Um, finally finish it. But it's, it's supposed to be this this season supposed to take place. You know, supposed to cover the whole first mm-hmm. game. So okay, yeah. And I've never played the game because it's on PlayStation. I still have the PlayStation Two. So yeah, yeah, not yeah. so. I don't know anything about it. Um. Other than this movie is very, or I keep saying movie because it's as long as a movie. But First episode is a this, movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very intense. I'll, I'll give it that. There's yes. a lot going on, and right when, it, like, if you're like me, have never and don't know anything about this, there's a, there's a part where you're like, oh wow, okay, so we're going there. All right. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> and I like oh, the we're that. oh we're doing that too. Wow. All right. This I, li- I, li- I like the shots in the vehicle, mm-hmm. like the first person, or yes. just kind of the cameras, a character in the in the scene yes. just roaming around, like, and they recreate that well from the game. Yes, I was like, yeah. all right, keep doing it. Yep, I guess <laughs> this is HBO's first yep. um, content based on the video game. Yes, so yeah, mm-hmm. they they're doing pretty good so far. Yep. So all right, cool. Well, that's all I got for this week. It did go a little bit longer than planned, but we had 
three award shows, or at least, yeah, we had three award shows, things to cover, so it went a little bit longer. But worth it. You got anything else, my friend? Um, other than I finally finished uh, American Gods. Okay. Yeah. yeah. First two seasons, pretty solid. Third was kind of everywhere, but still interesting. Mm-hmm. It just didn't wasn't as consistent as the first two seasons. And of course, you had a That's couple right. of actors that didn't reprise their roles. One of mm. which was let go. One of which just just come back. Which I think that kind of hurt it. In a way mm-hmm. because you know you had these storylines set up and then yeah they can't go forward but still overall i enjoyed it even though the third season okay. was all over the place gotcha okay well that is all i got my friend um be sure to stay tuned i, I know i said last week i had some tiktoks to put out um I'm still trying to get all the notes together because I'm basically doing a bunch, uh, recording a bunch at once and then dropping them a couple of days apart, as you know, I like to do. So it's about just trying to find time to do all that. So, but look forward this week. I will for sure have them, have them out this week. And yeah, for Patrick and I, uh, hope y'all have an amazing week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.